You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Mobilizing your marketing efforts. Welcome to Mobile Presence. Discover the best practices for tracking and targeting mobile marketing. Our hosts will help you make the most out of the mobile web. Learn the latest in the world of mobile. Web development, search, email marketing, text message marketing, and more. Leverage your mobile presence today. Now, now, prepare, prepare to get mobilized. Hi, everybody. This is Cindy Crum from Rank Mobile. You're listening to Mobile Presence on WebmasterRadio.fm. Excited to be coming to you today from Denver with our guest host, Eric Chan. Unfortunately, Kim and Jordan couldn't be with us today, so it's me and Eric uh, hosting the show. Eric, how are you doing today? Hello, everybody. Give us a little bit of your background. Tell us a bit about yourself and uh, what your company does, what you've been up to, stuff like that. Sure. So uh, I've been in the technology industry for more than 10 years now, um, primarily focused in mobile and wireless right now. Uh, what my company does, Mobile Slate, is it's uh, just myself consulting companies uh, and advising them uh, specifically in the mobile and wireless industry. So it doesn't necessarily have to be a uh, company that's in mobile, but it could be somebody who's uh, trying to get into mobile. For example, a financial institution uh, or even uh, maybe some other sector like automotive or healthcare. And okay. what I do is uh, I help the company uh, both with uh, marketing, uh, product strategy, as well as business development. Okay, fantastic. What's the coolest, newest, most exciting thing you've been working on recently? Uh, there have been a couple. Uh, one particular topic is uh, helping a company that's trying to solve the uh, microtransaction problem. For a long time, people have thought that the cell phone uh, would be the next wave after credit cards uh, for mobile payment. And uh, there have been a couple attempts in the past. Unfortunately, uh, none of them have really taken off. But uh, I think that with this new wave of people excited about mobile, 
uh, particularly uh, with those who uh, have been experiencing a smartphone as well as um, all-you-can-eat data. Uh, this time around, I think it, it is really possible for people to uh, try to build something that may last uh, from the previous uh, companies where it hasn't been the case. So, and, and tell us a bit more about micropayment. Now, that's uh, micropayments are just small things that get billed directly to your cell phone bill, right? Well, originally that was the intent, and I think the uh, mobile operators do have uh, the leg up on being able to provide that kind of service. Um, but let's let's sort of uh, look at it a little higher level and first define what uh, micropayments are. So micropayments or microtransactions have typically been classified as those under $20. Uh, it could be used for anything from buying a drink or a cup of coffee, uh, taking public transportation, um, even paying for something like a movie ticket or um, any sort of event ticket that's under $20. And, and Cindy, you're right, typically it has been the mobile operator, um, but of late, a lot of financial institutions think that there's a great uh, potential swell that could come in the next few years by being able to process uh, these transactions that are under $20. The trick is uh, to basically try and make the transaction cost, or what, what uh, is sometimes called as friction in the transaction, as low as possible. Um, a lot of people are familiar with the transaction costs associated with credit cards. Um, the merchant essentially uh, takes a, a 1% to 2% fee plus a uh, $0.40 cent transaction charge out of their profit from the price of the good when they sell it to a consumer. Uh, mm. While that uh, may be good for the credit card market, um, that current uh, transaction model doesn't exist yet. Uh, for the use of mobile phones and microtransactions. Okay. And so this company that you're working with for microtransactions, they're not a carrier, um, and they just want to be able to uh, bill you for anything that's under $20, and this is a U.S.-based company? It is. Um, they're actually thinking uh, to test it out uh, potentially with Facebook. Uh, the reason why for Facebook is Facebook is a really easy and low-cost way to uh, quickly gain a lot of users and test your theories about what uh, they may and may not like about your product. Uh, it's free to use right now, and uh, people are, are, um, are using it quite, uh, quite rapidly since the launch of the site. Okay. Are you allowed to, to tell us what it is so we can drive some traffic that way? So at this time, they're, they're still in uh, early alpha, um, but I would be happy to uh, have a follow-up and uh, be able to disclose the name of the company when the time comes. Okay, good deal, good deal. Okay, so, so you've kind of tapped into something interesting that, that I think is really important, and that is just uh, mobile payment. And there's a lot of different models out there, uh, some of which you were just talking about. But what are your thoughts on the U.S.? Do you think mobile payment is going to take off in the U.S. the way it has in Asia? Like in Asia, you know, they can um, even sometimes like swipe the cell phone just like it was a credit card. You run it over a, a, a detector and it uses, what is it, RFID or radio um, to automatically uh, pull money off your card. Do you think that's ever going to happen? Or what do you think, uh, what do you think is the future for payment in the U.S. for mobile phones? Sure. 
So um, there was a there was actually a Wall Street Journal article that was recently posted today that basically said that debit cards um, have taken over both in transaction volume and very quickly going to be in the total um, dollar amount transacted using that medium. And so if we believe that um, people want to have some kind of payment convenience aside from cash um, that tends to be, you know, very quick and easy um, for things that you would generally just not really think about for something less than $20. Um, you know, I definitely think there's a possibility for it to take off in the United States. And in particular, um, one segment uh, of the population, I think, will be the ones to first adopt this. And I, I think it's really going to be um, people under the age of 25. So the kids um, that are less concerned about privacy and security on their bank because they have less money to lose? Is that it? Um, well, that's that's part of it, but I think they're they're the true early adopters. You know, uh, parents already give the give their kids an allowance, but maybe not necessarily in the form of cash. They may actually give themselves, uh, sorry, give their kids a uh, allowance in the form of their cell phone bill. So, for example, sure. uh, the parent could say, uh, each month I'm only going to give you thirty dollars, uh, and I can either help you top up your mobile phone bill. Or maybe I can pay for, you know, um, an iPhone game or maybe um, movie tickets to, to the latest movie. And so the kid is going to most likely decide to have their mobile phone topped up. Well, once you do that on a consistent basis, they're going to try to figure out ways of maximizing their monthly spend. And I think that the possibility of having micropayments beyond just being able to text and talk on their phone is going to start to enter into the consciousness of what they want to do and how they want to spend that money that they get every month from their parents. Whether it right. be Facebook, whether it be content, whether it be um, services they want to subscribe to. And so having that kind of uh, mentality about spending through their phone um, and communicating to other people on how to do the same thing, I think that's where it's going to lend um, you know, the initial foothold in, in uh, North America and then take over from there. You're listening to Mobile Presence on webmasterradio.fm. This is Cindy Crum from Rank Mobile, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Mobile Presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors. This is a test of the PR Web content and news delivery system from PR Web and PRWebAuthor.com. If this was a real release date, your story would reach more than 30,000 journalists, 250,000 RSS subscribers, and just over 30,000 unique websites. PR Web can reach your target audience online, drive traffic to your website, achieve high rankings on search engines, and get your content on top news sites like Yahoo News. Editors are available 24-7 to help you optimize your content for maximum exposure to over 70 million people in the U.S. alone. If this were a real PR web release date, your website would have so much traffic, you'd be tempted to duck and cover. If you have an online marketing emergency, go to prwebauthor.com for 25% off. PR Web, the premier online release news and content distribution service. Here's your bill. 
Thank you so much, guys. Hey, it's all right. I'll take care of the tab, Jason. Well, thanks, Dave. How are you doing so well these days? It seems everyone's in a pinch for cash. RevenueWire.com, that's how. RevenueWire? Yeah, RevenueWire.com is an all-in-one platform offering affiliates high-demand software from top-notch PC utility merchants. With 75% commissions, twice-monthly payouts, incredibly accurate analytics tools, RevenueWire is making me more money today than I did in the last few years put together. Even in this economy? Especially in this economy. RevenueWire has a ton of great products to meet the demand. I'm telling you, this network is recession-proof. RevenueWire, the recession-proof network platform. For more information, visit RevenueWire.com today. That's RevenueWire.com. Do you consider yourself a super affiliate? Then listen up. One of the most trusted names in affiliate marketing since 2003, XY7.com, has now launched XY7Elite.com. It's a private, invitation-only affiliate program run by super affiliates for super affiliates. Enjoy private, tested offers, weekly deposits right to your bank account or XY7 debit card. XY7 VIP concierge service, limousine transportation to and from major industry events, and the status of being one of the elite publishers. XY7 Elite is not for everyone, and you need to be accepted and maintain volume requirements. Think you got what it takes to be elite? Go to www.xy7elite.com or call 702-216-4000. Once again, that's xy7elite.com or call 702-216-4000. Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. Or on demand anytime inside the entertainment channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Mobilizing your marketing efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence on webmasterradio.fm. Here are your hosts. Welcome back. You're listening to Mobile Presence on webmasterradio.fm. This is Cindy Crum, and I'm here talking with Eric Chan from Mobile Slate. Did you ever uh, check out the company that was called Feed, F-E-E-D? Because uh, what you're talking about kind of reminded me about that. It was a company that was testing out a method of payment where it was kind of like a prepay um, system where you would fill an account with some money and then you could use that account to pay for food at specific restaurants. And I know Quiznos was on the list and there were some other restaurants um, that I know that were on the list. So it's kind of like what you're talking about with an allowance but the, the parents could actually be in charge of their kids where they were eating kind of thing and say, okay, you have you know $30 uh, this month or whatever to go out and we'll pay for that. And then they just, uh, it was a texting code basically the, that you would get at the restaurant and then they would automatically bill um, your account for however much you spent. And I thought that was cool, but I tried it out and it was pretty hard to use. Um, so I'm not sure if that model's really going to take off, but something like it really might. You know, when, when you think about the um, traditional internet, it seems like what it took for people really to start actually buying things online was systems like PayPal, where PayPal made it really easy and you put your information in once and um, and then you just had to log in and it remembered all your information. I think something like that will be really important on mobile because you're so frequently typing with your thumbs and you don't want to be typing addresses and credit card numbers with your thumbs. So if we have something that's just a login situation and it remembers all your information... I think that'll go a long way to, to helping mobile payment move forward, don't you? 
So, Cindy, you, you bring up um, two really good points. One of them is, is obviously security. Nobody wants to type in their uh, credit card number or any sort of personal information. I think the most that most people are willing to um, put up with is probably a PIN or some kind of confirmation that they can uh, receive from their phone and then act upon it. So security will never go away. But aside from that, you bring up another really good point, which is merchant acceptance. Um, it's one thing for uh, you know technologists and uh, people who are really excited about all this to deploy uh, exactly the scenario you talked about, where um, someone like Quiznos actually accepts this kind uh, or form of payment. Um, but the the real heart of the matter is actually getting the merchant to be willing to accept this as a form of payment. So very similar to. You know, if we think about how, how things are done in other parts of the world, um, cash is the primary uh, way of transacting money. I mean, nobody really has a credit card terminal. But once you, uh, once you have the merchant trust that a credit card is just as good as cash, then they start thinking, okay, well, maybe I can use this to hopefully increase my business as well as make it more convenient for my customers. And in that same token, I really think that um, the merchant has to adopt or be willing to trust that this is the next wave and this is the next form of payment that can be uh, that can be readily accepted, uh, and they can actually get some good uh, transaction fees uh, costs so that they can they can basically benefit from uh, you know adding this convenience to uh, for the consumer. Sure. Okay. Have you have you checked out any of the merchant offerings? Like I know, of course, PayPal is doing a mobile thing that they were pushing hard in the UK, but I haven't seen them pushing it too hard in the US. And then Bango just came out with a, a mobile payment merchant solution. Um, have you looked at any of these, or do you think that, that they're going to be viable? I mean, I, I know so you're, I, you're all in favor of, of uh, the mobile payment stuff, but do you think anything that we've got right now is really going to take the cake, or are we still waiting for the next big thing to happen for the buy-in? So I, I think that um, in the online space, people have really adopted it. Uh, now, in particular, I'll point out in Facebook, um, there are companies like uh, Zong, as well as uh, Jambool, who create Social Gold, uh, and there's some others who have tried to focus on a problem for Facebook merchants or essentially Facebook applications to monetize using that channel. Um, the nice thing is that virtual goods have a very low cost in terms of development. And so the high transaction costs that exist today um, to actually participate in that uh, is still okay for someone like a Facebook merchant because we're talking about virtual goods. Sure. Um, the problem is, is that doesn't scale when it comes to going to Starbucks or going to McDonald's or Quiznos that you mentioned before. Um, those transaction costs are an order of magnitude larger than a credit card uh, transaction that I mentioned before. For example, Zong is charging upwards of 40 to 50% on a $5 transaction. And you can imagine if your coffee already costs a couple of dollars, having to pay double just because of the added convenience of paying for your, from your phone, um, that's probably a non-starter for most uh, brick-and-mortar merchants and even maybe some uh, more traditional online merchants such as Amazon and maybe yeah. even eBay. 
Yeah, well, so and if you think about that, in to, a lot of cases, you're even going to have to offer some kind of incentive more, you know, above and beyond the ability to pay with a mobile phone um, to get people to even try it in the first place. So if you're talking about, like, the Starbucks example, um, if if the merchant is going to take 50% just to do the transaction and you want to drive foot traffic, you want to have a good test, so you're saying, okay, well, you know, upgrade from a tall to a vente, you know, that's a dollar out of your pocket too. So that makes it really hard to, to get a viable business justification for doing that. I mean, you'd lose so much money. That, that's absolutely correct. I mean, brick-and-mortar merchants, those types of people are really, really concerned about margins and transaction costs. And so the whole idea is the lower you can make it, uh, hopefully they can make profit, but also drive uh, the convenience factor. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure everyone's familiar with the, you know, the term when you leave your house, you have your wallet, your phone, and your keys. Well, if you missed your wallet, you know, you probably hold on to your phone. Um, it's either in your pocket or in your hand. And so, you know, having that kind of convenience, the fact that the phone has been the third thing that you, you walk out the door with when you leave your house, um, you have to make it as simple and easy uh, on both sides, not just for the consumer, but absolutely for the merchant. You know, it's funny that you bring that up because I was at AdTech last week, um, and there was a whole track on uh, one of the days uh, called Mobile Mix. And one of the people in the Mobile Mix sessions, I can't for the life of me remember who it was, but he was talking about a study that they did about mobile phones. And the study actually indicated that if people left their keys or their wallet at home, they were less likely to go back for it than if they had left their phone at home. So people, people think that they can do the day without their keys or their wallet, but they just can't get through the day without their phone. And I, I think that's pretty powerful. Yeah, there's there was another statistic that I think I've I've read which says that uh you you consciously or subconsciously check to see if your phone is within arm's reach um uh, every 5 minutes. And if it's not within your reach within 5 minutes, you start to have this panic attack. Now whether or not that means that you get up from your desk and and start searching the whole office for it or your whole house, but uh yeah, it's very similar like what you just mentioned. Yeah, well, and I know I've been at a, uh, I've been at a dinner, and my friend had her BlackBerry on the table, and the little red light was flashing, meaning she had gotten a message or something like that, an email or something, and it was just killing me because I was like, "Aren't you going to check that? Aren't you going to see what it is?" <laughs> um, so, so I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Even like the anxiety of like, "Oh, I haven't checked my phone. I haven't checked my phone," and I was uh, feeling anxious for her because she hadn't checked her phone. Um, so that's definitely. Definitely true. Okay, so so mobile payment. Anything else we should be looking for? I mean, so what? Let me let me see if I understand what you're saying. You're saying that for digital goods, mobile payments working right now, especially the micro payments that are under twenty dollars. So things on Facebook, like if I buy you a birthday cake on your birthday and send it to you, and it costs me you know two dollars to send you this this picture of birthday cake on Facebook, that'll work. Um, or even maybe like downloadable things like ringtones and wallpapers, that'll work. But the day where we're going to be using mobile, mobile types of payment to pay for offline goods like a coffee or a pizza, that's still, um, still got a ways out in the United States. Way to go. Yes, it's definitely a, a little ways out. I mean, I, I think we're almost there. Um, but again, it comes back to having the merchant accept that this be a, a viable form of payment. 
Right. What about um, mobile couponing? Have you done anything with that? Or, or what, are, sure. what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I've been reading up a lot about um, coupons, and, and I read something last night, actually, um, and it's funny because we were just talking about Starbucks, but Starbucks actually has been quite quick to adopt um, and test out mobile stuff. And the study I was reading last night was about uh, Quiznos, or not Quiznos, Starbucks in uh, Mexico that were using QR codes. And they what they did is they handed out flyers at malls and schools and in their stores, and the flyers said, you know, text, text this to that short code and get a coupon. And what they did was they sent them a link to a unique QR code, and people would take their phone in and let the person at the, the counter scan their phone to get the QR code off of it. And, and that's kind of a, a pretty simple model for couponing. But what I thought was interesting about this one was they, they were encouraging people to redeem the coupon more than once. So you could take the same QR code up, and what they did is is they would register every time the QR code had been used, and they would change your deal. So you didn't need a different uh, QR code. Just every time you went and used that same one, it would change whatever promotion you were getting. So first, you know, first time it's a free coffee, second time it's a, a free size upgrade, you know, third time it's like $2 off a bag of coffee, you know, so they progressively get the deal, you know, sink the needle deeper and deeper into your arm. Um, but I thought that was pretty cool. What are your thoughts on QR codes and couponing and stuff like that? Sure. So I, I definitely think that uh, the whole idea of, of digital coupons through your mobile phone is, is a good idea. Um, part of it, I guess, is, is they have to change some of the stigma around uh, the coupons that you would get in the mail or in the Sunday newspaper and the user that typically um, would take advantage of that. Mm. And I think someone who has a mobile phone today may or may not fit in those same demographics as, as basically uh, replacing print coupons or even ones that you can find on the web and then you eventually print out and take to the store. Um, yeah. And so getting over getting over the sort of demographic of person who would take advantage of it to making it more mainstream and actually more convenient uh, is, is part of the educational challenge. Um, the other one, I think, also is the redemption aspect of it. So right. I, whether it be QR codes or whether it be that you, you hand your, your phone to the, uh, to the person at the checkout counter or maybe you just somehow beam all the coupons that you have saved um, to the point-of-sale machine. You know, any of those scenarios, um, it's a real challenge to, again, make it really simple and easy um, so that the consumer really finds value or they're trying to um, get a lot of value out of, out of redeeming those coupons quickly and easily. The other yeah, part absolutely. of it, too, is having the, um, having the brands or the consumer packaged goods companies take advantage of those coupons and not mm -hmm. just making the coupons to encourage sales, but actually to learn more about the consumer so that sure. these coupons actually become marketing, uh, you know, marketing data points to become even more and more lucrative to understand more about their consumer, what they're buying and, and what kind of things they're buying together. Yeah. Well, and what I've been kind of saying about mobile couponing mm -hmm. is that it's much better for a retailer to take on the the task of mobile couponing than perhaps a consumer goods brand. Like I know, um, let's see, was it Nokia that had that one grocery store kind of um, mobile couponing thing, and they tried to make it like like cutting out coupons from the newspaper, but. Uh, 
coupons from the newspaper are a little different in that if I get a uh, a coupon for Kraft cheese, I can redeem that <clears throat> at any different grocery store that sells Kraft cheese. But with mobile couponing, not all the grocery stores are going to have the right technology at the register to redeem the coupons. So it would be easier for the King Supers by my house to have mobile coupons that say 10% off your entire purchase rather than for me to get a mobile coupon for Kraft cheese. Is that, does that make sense? Is that ring true for you? Cindy, I think you're, I think you're absolutely right. So there's actually one company that I've, I've engaged with a little bit before. Um, they're, they're a company called Cellfire. And yeah, what that's they've the done one that I was talking about. They do the groceries. Right. They've directly talked to um, the grocery store chain and actually tried to enable all of the point-of-sale machines. And then customers, instead of having like a club card, they basically now can use their phone to substitute for that. And then the phone can sort of pick and choose all the different things um, in the circular that you would normally get in the mail and now put them on your phone. So thanks for talking to us today, Eric. I think we had a lot of great conversation, a lot to talk about, and there's more that we want to talk about. So we're going to have you, um, if it's okay with you, we'll have you on our show next week as well because I wanted to talk to you about all the mobile conferences you've been going to um, and what your sense is for the word on the street. So thanks a lot, Eric, from mobileslate.com. We'll see you next week. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.